This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side, a May-December romance, gross basketball hands, for I am the Gripper. Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, the show going through every single darn episode of Tales from the Dark Side. With me are my two favorite Matts, Matt Nas and Matt Rose. Gentlemen, how are you? Doing well, Jen. How are you? Uh, Guys, ho, ho, ho. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to us all. We did it. We did it. We got through a year Almost. Well, New Year's is is next week, but Christmas is almost the end of the year. True enough. Yeah. What did you guys wish for? Did Santa bring you everything you uh, you wanted? I think so. Sure. I'm gonna go. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be optimistic this year. Yeah, I was uh, very fortunate. Look at you. Very fortunate. Oh, oh. I got a horse. Oh, you got that horse you've been talking about. <laughs> well, like horse meat, like. Yeah. Like it's, it's no, a, that's what I was talking a, about. Yeah, it's a full horse that's been like butchered, and, and yeah, it's in the freezer, you snuck so. it over the over the border. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Border horse. Oh, did you, Have you a, seen War Horse? It's that horse. It's a quarter horse border <laughs> horse. It's a quarter horse border <laughs> horse. That's correct, Matt. <laughs> Hey, welcome to the show. Uh, so we are uh, this week. Normally, we are watching the shows uh, in order of airing. We are switching it up a little bit this week. We're jumping ahead about four episodes, I think. We're jumping ahead to uh, season three, episode 11, uh, to the Christmas episode, the very famous Krimbus episode of Tales from the Dark Side, Seasons of Belief. And I will say right now, if you have not seen this episode, um, I would not listen to this episode right now. I would go watch this episode first. Ooh, that is my recommendation. I don't know if you guys feel differently, but yeah, I, 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 I think it's a good idea. Yeah. I wouldn't pooch this one. I yeah. would, I would go watch Seasons of Belief. Yeah, I I would recommend it as well. And dare we we put the cart in front of the horse? This one's gonna be a must watch. watch. I think that it's, I think that it's. Um, God, I hate saying iconic and Tales from the Dark Side in the same sentence. Yeah, but I think that as far as Tales goes, this is an iconic episode. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, this is the one. Yeah, this is a must watch. This is a must watch. <laughs> must watch approved. This is Halloween. <laughs> this is the rhythm of the night. Oh no! We need to get a better uh, when we <laughs> when we have a must watch episode. There should probably be a better sound. No, what if I just edit that? <laughs> and that's, that's always it. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> Burr. Surfs up. <laughs> Whoa! Look at that Frankenstein go! Whoa! He's watching a must-watch episode of Tales from the Dark Side. A wooga! <laughs> and all our listeners have turned off the radio. Good. <laughs> Welcome to your family. Yeah. All right. So uh, this episode is. Uh, season three, episode 11, Seasons of Belief, as is tradition on this show. Before we watch the episode, we will uh, we'll take a little uh, guess of what we think an episode with this title would be about. Spoiler, we all kind of knew what this episode was about already, so we just, we just wrote some fun things. Just some fun things of what an episode with this title might be called. Mine's the dumbest. Oh, great. Oh, I don't know, I don't about, know about that, that. Matt. Oh. <laughs> oh it's a, is this a dumb off, you guys? Dumb off. Great. I'm going to also use that drop. Great. All of our future dumb offs. Dumb off. What are you, stupid? 
<laughs> All right, Matt, you want to read yours? I'll go first. All right, great. <laughs> Yikes! The Crankersons really don't have the Christmas spirit. Leave it to the ghost of Sammy Davis Sr. to save their holiday. What? Sammy Davis Sr. played by Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Uh, mine is uh, Seasons of Belief. Winter, spring, summer, or fall. Anytime is a good time to believe in the healing power of Christ. Even if you're a werewolf? <laughs> that werewolf. <laughs> It's one of these days I'm going to get it right on the nose. It's going to be, it, it might take, we might have to be into monsters for it, but there's going to be a werewolf How episode. could you have not nailed the circus with the <laughs> werewolf? True. Oh, he got you there. All right, here. I struggled with this one, so here we go. Abe Horowitz is an atheist no. who goes to church in December and April to please his Catholic parents. Also, he's a Frankenstein. That's great. <laughs> I like I like that he goes to church and he's a Frankenstein. I like that he has uh, he has the most Catholic name in the world, <laughs> Abe Horowitz. Very, <laughs> very, yeah, Catholic. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, that is not what this episode is about. Here is the description from IMDb: On Christmas Eve, a father ends his two children's boredom by holding them spellbound with a scary story about a fearsome beast known as the Grither. This episode aired December 29th, 1986. It was directed and written by Michael McDowell. Uh, Michael McDowell, we've talked about on the show before. He is... Old Kubi? Uh, he's not Kubi. Um, I don't think... I gotta, I gotta check. It doesn't say Kubi here. No, and I think Kubi has been mentioned before. Um, but this is, he was the director and writer of Beetlejuice, or I'm sorry, not the director, the writer of uh, Beetlejuice and Nightmare Before Christmas. He's also written some of the best and the worst of Tales from the Dark Side. Uh, he wrote uh, Inside the Closet. He wrote Halloween Candy. But he also wrote Bigelow's Last Smoke and Answer Me. So oh. I don't know how to feel about you. Yeah, but he wrote Beetlejuice, so I'm gonna give him a pass. Well, and you said Nightmare Before Christmas, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. I, I would give him a pass for that. Yeah, I've only seen that once. We'll talk after the show. I've yeah. only seen it once. What? <laughs> yep. Oh man. Um, father uh, was played by E. G. Marshall. E. G. E. G. Extra mm-hmm. good Marshall. Extra good Marshall. <laughs> uh, he was. Um, in Creep Show, as mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure you uh, in the they're creeping up on you segment, he was in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. He was in Twelve Angry Men as juror number four. He was somewhat. He, he was he was the boss, right? In uh, Christmas Vacation. No, no, that was Brian Doyle Murray. Okay, no, he was um, the Jesus, oh, I'm the father. Uh, yeah, he was the father-in-law for okay. Clark. Yes. <clears throat> uh, mom was played by Margaret Clank and I was so upset about a fact that I discovered that I will mention as soon as the episode starts that I forgot to write anything else down for her <laughs> uh, so we'll just get back to get back to Margaret in a bit uh, Sky Birdall is Jimbo uh, he was in the after school specials Just Chill and Seasonal Differences he is currently a pediodontist in New York which I assume is a children's dentist, dentist, dentist or periodontist or something. or something. I don't know. Uh, and Jenna Von Oy played Steffa. Uh, Jenna Von Oy, uh, maybe six. is six, was yep. six on Blossom. Oh, those hats. What? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Guys, real talk, I used to wear a lot of hats. <laughs> Oh, I, I this should not surprise that. you at all. I could see that a million yeah. percent. The, Big floppy not. hats. Oh, floppy hats like like bowler hats with lace on them. Like just weird, you know, the but when, like Kangle, Hold on. When was this? Like eighth grade. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um Did you have like overalls that you would wear with I wore a lot black of, turtlenecks? I wore a lot of blazers. Um yeah. Blazers. Like like jeans and like jackets. Like I was uh I was like Hank Scorpio. 
him with a flowery hat. <laughs> I was the first wealthy man who did that. Now they all do it. Uh, <laughs> well, my opinion, nation. <laughs> and uh, finally, uh, Mark Capri was Uncle Richard. He was um, in Empire Strikes Back. He was Officer M.K. He was uh, Captain Nia... Captain Nita's uh, command officer, uncredited. He was also Mr. Bristow in Horse in the House. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I, I want to see that movie. Yeah. Oh. Just on the name alone. I, it was a TV show. Horse in the House. Horse in the House. Oh, man. Horse in the House. Harry, how are you housing? How are you how's a horse? <laughs> this time on Horse in the House. <laughs> My floor. That's the episode. Oh, guys, man lives in the sunlit world of what he believes to be reality. Oh, but there is, unseen by most, an underworld. It's a place that's just as real, but not as brightly lit. It's a dark side. It's a dark side. Dark side. Yeah, it's a dark side. The door from the dark side swings wide open. <laughs> and we get deck the hall. This house is 80s. Fa la 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 la. Songs in the public domain. This house is was my house. Oh yeah, like just kind of like shitty knickknacks all mm-hmm. over the place. But like, you know, it's an it's an eighties family house. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. So good on them. And there's a Christmas tree all lit up. Yeah, it and looks a, very nice. And there's a Christmas train. There's a train. And I'm not going to lie. As soon as I saw that train going around the um, the tree and no one around, I was like, oh, that's going to start a fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Did you guys have Christmas trains around your trees? No. No. My um, my grandfather on my dad's side was always really into trains. So there was always a, a pretty cool train. Oh, wow. Around there. And I think my dad had one, too, when we were kids. Um, I always liked it. You would put the little oil in and it would like make it smoke. So it would like, uh, <laughs> we were, uh, yeah, interested in, it was a simpler time. Uh, anyway. So mom and dad are, uh, mom and dad are. So let's just talk about this. Okay. We just said mom and dad. It's the, fa- it's the one fact that I was tripping over. This is a May, December romance. This, this is, is, that's, that's being forgiving this is a may six feet under romance <laughs> eg marshall when they said dad i was like Don't you mean grandpa? yeah because that's Cause your that's grandpa, grandpa. <laughs> how many years older than uh this actress 30 i would say 40 oh very good 39 oh man he was 39 years older than the woman playing his wife fuck you 80s casting Wow. Where they were like, well, we got E.G. Marshall, so uh, yeah. he's taking all the budget. But then why don't you just make it, then why wouldn't you just get an older woman and have it be there with their, their grandparents? Grandkids. Yeah. That would totally work. <clears throat> or why is there an uncle character? He could have been the, E.G. Marshall could have been the grandpa. Yeah. There with his daughter. Mm-hmm. And the uncle could have been dad coming home. Yeah, I. Yeah. Well, guys, you're 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 putting more thought into it than I think went into it. <laughs> I mean, like, I think that's oh, our I, job, Matt. <laughs> that's I think, why we get paid the big bucks. I know for sure that they went. We got three actors. Let's do this. Yep. Well, and they did a good job. I mean, he did a good job telling the story of the. You know. I wrote down dad, question mark, <laughs> dash, old dad. I wrote mom is really young, question mark. <laughs> well, and they tried to make her seem older than she was, too. There was a point where she was like like doing needlepoint yeah, and wearing reading me. glasses. Mm-hmm. She was at most 27 years old. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What are we doing? 39, 39 years 39 older 39 than her. 39 years older? 20, 19 would be a lot. Would be like, ooh, 39 years older than her? Okay. Yeah, so that's... let's just imagine he's 60. Mm-hmm. So he was 54, 53 when they had their youngest. 
because she was she Real was chaplain situation there. Yeah. I don't he, I don't want to think I don't want to think about that. How old is E.G. Marshall in this? Sixty five. Uh, well, he was born in. Um, let's see, I wrote it down. It was like nineteen uh, eighteen, I think. <clears throat> yeah, it was nineteen one something. So okay, so oh he's at God. least sixty five. Nineteen fourteen. Nineteen fourteen. Yeah. So he was 74 when this episode came? He was 70, just 70, right? Or wait. 72? What, what, what year did you say? You said 1914. 1914, and it was, oh yeah, so it would be 72 then, right? Yeah. Because it was 86. Jesus Christ! So that would mean that she is 40? All right. Maybe no, no. I don't know. It's no. not a math podcast. Seventy-two. Yeah. Okay, so he's thirty-nine years. Well, let's just round it up to forty. Okay. No, she, forty she'd years be, she'd be Thirty. That means she would be thirty-two. Oh, transmissions, you scamp! Ah, uh, E.G. Marshall. E.G. Marshall, get. I mean, they didn't even look that rich. No, they didn't even oh, look that rich. Yeah, no so way. it's not like she was getting that. Uh, it's not like he was a sugar daddy. Yeah, this was. And that wasn't how they sold that relationship. How do no, you not, pass not, not a seventy-two-year? Are we doing the math right? Okay, let's uh, let's just calculate her because I'm a terrible mathematician. Yeah, me too. Okay, so he's so this aired in so he's seventy-six. This aired in eighty-six. Eighty-six minus fourteen is seventy-two. Eighty-six minus fourteen. Yeah, I just I can't believe it in my heart. Did no, I write I, his his age down right? So if so, he's seventy-two. Minus 39 means she's 33. Oh, my God. And that would... Yeah, he died like 10 years after this episode aired. And how old... At age 84. And how old is their oldest in your... How, how old I would you say surmise? that he is 10, 10, maybe 11. So she 23 when she had that kid. Oh, that no. is not good. No. That is not good. He there is some sort of weird. Oh, I don't like this at all. Well, maybe that's why they can make a story come true, because she's actually they don't tell you she's actually a witch <laughs> and she's been alive longer than him. I would allow that. I think that would be the only reasonable scenario. That's the true mystery of this episode. Also, why are the kids' names Jimbo and Steffa? Steffa's uh, not a name. Steffa is what? Like, is, well, is Jimbo? Is Jimbo really a name, though? I mean, well, aside Jimbo's from a, a boy's name. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, aside from a character on The Simpsons, yeah. I can't think of anybody I've ever heard named Jimbo. That's a. Nickname. I mean, so if that's that's a nickname. So or maybe her James. name is maybe maybe Stephanie. her name is Stephanie, and they just call her Steffa. That's a weird. I've right. never heard. Steph, I've heard Steph. Steph. Yeah. yeah. Steph, Steffi. Steffi Graf. Yeah. Steph. I've heard Steph, mm-hmm. but not Steffa. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Well, these kids are pure garbage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the boy is a little bit worse. Jimbo's a little oh, bit worse than the boy. Steffa. The boy is worse than the girl. Uh, I mean, he's all doing the girl a lot wonders. of arm crossing. Yeah, I don't he... know about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But the girl's first words are like, Santa Claus isn't real. Yeah, she's like, what, seven maybe? Probably, yeah. yeah. I, would, I, would, I would Seven or eight? A, yeah. Um, and I just write Jimbo, piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you name a kid Jimbo? Yeah. I, I well, Dad is checked out. He has he has no way of parenting at all. No. Well, he's worried about diabetes and heart medicine. Yeah. He ain't ready <laughs> to deal with a ten year old kid. Let them do what they want. Also, when you were kids and you were debating whether or not Santa was real, were the presents already under your tree? Okay. Well, here here's a big distinction in my house versus okay. other houses. In most houses, my understanding is that Santa brings every gift. Okay. Oh, not in my house. That was not our house. No, we had my presents from mom, dad, Chris, Jen. And there was and only then there one were, gift that came from Santa. We had a few presents from Santa. One. All of my presents came from Santa. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. My parents were bad people. They never got us a present. Um, yeah, but I have heard, and I've heard that more now, that people... Um, 
that you're I've, getting peasants from your parents and then like a thing from Santa, which right. makes more sense because how could Santa possibly carry all of that stuff? If it's just one thing per child, sure, yeah. he can handle that a couple of things. Right. And and it makes the blow of finding out that your parents are doing it anyway much easier. Yeah. Because it's only one fucking gift. Yeah. Did I ever tell you what my brother and sister did to me when I was a little kid? No. Uh, so they used to get up at like 3.30 or 4 o'clock in the morning, some mm-hmm. really early time, and we'd go downstairs and we'd look at all the presents. Mm-hmm. My brother and sister got up five minutes before they woke me up. They went downstairs and they took all my presents out of my stocking and they replaced it with coal. <gasps> and they hid them. And then they came back upstairs and they got me and I'm like four, maybe, oh, maybe five. No. And so they're like, man, let's go downstairs. Let's go downstairs and check out the presents. And so I got down, <laughs> I got downstairs and I've, you know, like their stockings are like overflowing with, with, you know, whatever. And mine is kind of light. So I'm thinking like, oh, I wonder what happened. Yeah. And so they're like, well, Matt, what's, what's in yours? And I reached in and got Cole and started crying. And then my parents came downstairs and they got really mad. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, poor Matt. That's now, you know. Now I know why. <laughs> that explains a lot. Christmas yep. time. <laughs> older siblings are the worst. I don't have any. I am an older sibling, yeah. and I was terrible. Such a bad person. My um, my stepbrother and I once, um, my brother, who's like uh, five and a half years younger than me, was, um, was asleep, and my stepbrother and I made a dummy, like a, like a full fake body, like we stuffed... We stuffed his clothes and then we stuffed like a gorilla head <laughs> and just put it in bed with my brother. <laughs> and then took all these pictures of him and we'd like let him sleep for a while. Then he was like all like tussled up with a gorilla. <laughs> and then uh, we like pulled it out, you know, took it out of the bed and uh, so we wouldn't get in trouble. But then he came up to us the next day and he had this like tiny little. You guys thought you were so smart and you'd get away with it, but for you, you forgot one thing: the head. And he's holding up the gorilla. <laughs> you forgot one thing. Yeah, the head. <laughs> holding it like you know, it's like Clash of the Titans. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's great. I hope not like Sleepaway yeah. Camp. <laughs> Just his <laughs> dick hanging out. <laughs> Well, anyway, Jimbo's a piece of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he goes out. He goes out into the uh, the room with the Christmas tree. They're like having a conversation about whether or not Santa's real. And, and then they're talking about TV. they're talking about f- when kids don't believe in Santa. Santa flicks a switch mm. on that kid, and one of their presents uh, will like break in a month or, or something. Yeah, All something of your like presents that. will break within a month. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's and then when they hear they hear pop. Or bang, or something like that. Yeah. The the train explodes under the tree. Yeah. They all go out to look. What's that smell? Dude. Yeah. <laughs> In my head, obviously, but not on the show, unfortunately. Um. So they go out and they see that the train has, well, not really caught fire, but derailed. it's yeah, it's derailed. It's it's done. Um. And so Jimbo takes the present that the train landed on and he's brushing it off and what I think maybe some of the paper came off. So he just decides to open it. Yeah, he just starts opening a present. Yeah, he straight up just is ripping open a book. My mm-hmm. parents, wonderful, loving people, I would have been slapped in the face if I had opened up a Christmas present like that. It would have been ripped out of my hand yeah. and would have been, you don't get this one anymore. Yeah, I, it would have been thrown into the garbage in front of me. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Pages ripped out. This is what happens. This is what you deserve. Yeah. No, because there would be no, you get to, there was no Matt gets to decide when it's present time. No. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Talk about a and, snowflake. And then Stefa's like, well, if he gets to open one, I, I want to open one. But the one. mom says, well, but I get to choose what it is. Picks a box, hands it to wow, her. Wow, talk about uh, talk about some strict parenting. 
Well, if you're going to open a present right now, I get to choose it. <laughs> so you guys never opened up one present? We did. Okay. Well, the one present thing, because of our, ins- <laughs> you know, I mean, we're horrible children. It was like, can we open presents now? Mm-hmm. Can we open it? You get one tonight. Well, there were, for Christmas, there were no presents out. So those were all from Santa. So we had nothing to open mm. then. But Christmas Eve was always um, with my my mom's side of the family. Um, and so like my aunts and uncles and stuff, mm-hmm. we'd all do, we'd get presents there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. same with yeah. me. And then once they left is when we'd start bringing stuff down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that was that was when we were older. Yeah. When we were when we were younger, my parents would make us go to bed and then they would bring the presents right. out from wherever they hid them. Guys, these kids mm-hmm. are burned out on Christmas. They are jaded. They have heard it all. Every they've heard it all. A Yule log, old King Wences lost, fruitcakes, old it's, hat. It's December 24th. I'm 11 years old and I am bored of Santa. Boring. <laughs> You know, like kids are. I wrote, fuck these kids. Fuck these kids. <laughs> um, so I, one of the things that I kept thinking was that, like the mom was saying, oh, well, Santa will punish the kid. Santa mm-hmm. will do this. And it's like, no, bitch, Krampus will. Yeah. <laughs> like Krampus, the actual demon will whip those kids with the reed and haul them back to hell. Well, they the, could the get the rights to Krampus. <laughs> right. The grither, is, the grither is the poor man's Krampus. Yeah. <laughs> with hands as big as basketballs. And arms like boa constrictors. He's as tall as a rarver. I couldn't understand a what poplar. he was. A poplar? Tall is a poplar. Okay. Makes more sense than a rarver. Yeah, well, somewhat. And he stinks like a beast of the field. <laughs> His wang is at least as big as a chung. His balls are the size of two giant balls. <laughs> He's very popular with the ladies. But there's a couple fellas that are also particular to him. <laughs> Whoa, is that Grither surfing? Hang <laughs> <Hey>, ten, Grither. <laughs> Whoa, wipeout. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's covered in seaweed. <laughs> the kids uh, have been informed they cannot watch Christmas television. Nope. So the parents have really brought this on themselves. Uh, I was seriously just going to call him Grandpa. Dad wants an old-fashioned Christmas. Well, no shit. And, when, like and when he says old-fashioned, yeah. it's because they didn't have fucking TVs yeah. in when the he 1920s. was their age. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> when I was your age in 1924, <laughs> God, they barely had fucking radios, man. Come on. Let me tell you the story of my favorite Christmas. We were all following a star towards Jesus Christ. <laughs> The prophecy foretold the birth of a child in a manger in Bethlehem. But I had no gift to bring. I was only a boy at the time. But I did have a simple drum that I liked to play in the field. Helped me herd the sheep. You could call me a little drummer boy. David Bowie once sang a song about me. Uh, So they don't want to hear... Any of the basics, the basics, the old Christmas classic stories. We've already heard about, God, whatever. Whatever. Santa Claus. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, let's face it, this kid is a this bitch. Yeah, he is a this bitch. You don't have to be a woman to be a this bitch. No. It's it's almost 2018. It is. So, Dad, um, what's her name? Steffa. Steffa is um, on the floor coloring um, in a notebook, and Dad says, "Okay, I've got a story for you." He takes the paper, uh, her paper, and a crayon, and writes uh, the grither on it. Well, it it we have to back up a little bit because okay. they they say they want a scary story. Oh, that's right. And so he mouths to the mom like he covers, you know, with the back of his hand. Should I tell about the? I meant to come at the grither. 
those improv classes are going to pay off now. <laughs> uh, so he starts talking about, uh, well, he, you're right. He, he writes down its name mm-hmm. and holds it up. And they say, the Grither. And he's like, no, no you don't say said his, his name. name. Yeah. Uh, and then act break. Right? And then act break. We'll yeah. be back yeah. right after these commercial announcements. If anybody loves trains, it's me, Johnny Cash. You know, if your boy's under 10 like mine is, he needs a big Lionel like this Black River Freight. Lionel also makes HO gauge trains for older kids like this Burlington 181. But for smaller hands, the big Lionel is easier to handle than put on the track. This Christmas, get your boy a train that's built for the way young boys play. A big, rugged Lionel. Lionel, the big train for small hands. They're talking about their dicks, right? It's got to be their dicks. Was that Lionel's catchphrase? I don't the big remember train that. for small hands. I don't oh. remember that. I but don't care for that at all. That I, is I gross. don't either. Yeah, it's Act yeah. Two. Yay! So it starts with Dad talking about some of the logistics of the North Pole. Um, how Santa lives on the protected side of a mountain, and it's the warmest, friendliest place on Earth. But not that far away. On the other side. There's a cave, and it's the coldest, wettest place on Earth. Not friendly at all. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) Talking about my puss. (laughs) Knew it. Yeah, hey. uh, I, I thought I thought it was, I thought it was going to be Edith. There we go. Hey, someone Wait, talking about the coldest, wettest place. Is, is Edith Svensson the, the Grither? Hey, it's me. I was busy. Uh, did somebody say my name, the Grither? <laughs> Edith, you're the Grither. Yeah, I'm the Grither. <laughs> you have a song, right? I do. It is me. I'm the Grither. Hey, look at me. I'm the Grither. And my puss. <laughs> and your puss. Yeah, my puss is also the greater. Oh, okay. Is it because it's the size of a fist holding a basketball? Yes. My <laughs> puss is the size of one basketball that is on top of a planet Hollywood. <laughs> okay. So it's like a large, like a like an illuminated, like it's uh oh like it's the size of like if you take a basketball and you blow it up to the size of like a a, a bus. Sure, a small bus. That's your the size of your bus. It's big, yeah. (laughs) It's big, yeah. That seems unwieldy. You noticed my bus. Come on, I come in here. You noticed. You both. Well, I was noticing that your legs were dangling. Yeah, see, (laughs) I gotta, I gotta turn sideways to come through the door. She is fairly bow legged. Wow. Okay. Is that why you have those stilts on? Yeah. Also, I'm the greeter. Look how tall I am. <laughs> well, I guess we'll see. Have you boys been good this year? I feel like I've been pretty good. I'm going to greeter so. you. Don't greeter us. <laughs> I will greeter you into my arms like a basketballs. And my arms like tree trunks. Hold it. What's grittering to you? Oh, grittering is I lay you down onto a pile of pine needles. Okay. Okay. And then I whisper into your ear. I say, "Greater, oh, greater!" And then we make passionate, sensitive love. Okay. And then you just you get you get right in there. So feet first. Feet breach. Yes, you got you gotta get in breach. Otherwise, you could sprain an ankle. You gotta you gotta have to kind of feel your way around. You gotta feel for the surface. You gotta feel for bottom. <laughs> So hold on to the sides, like hold on. You lowered yourself in, like going into a hot tub, but this is the coldest, wettest place on earth. Am I fully clothed? Oh, you better be. I don't want to get pregnant. (laughs) You don't want to see a bunch of baby gritters around here. Oh, I bet a baby gritter is cute. Oh, yeah, but it'll rip your arm off, man. <laughs> anyway, I gotta later. go. Merry Christmas. Someone say my name and my ears get so big. 
Ah, Edith, so nice to see her. It was great to see her. What a Christmas miracle. She, what a Christmas miracle indeed. (laughs) Oh, man. Where were we, guys? Well, so there is a wreck of a ship in the cave, Mm -hmm. and that's actually where the Grither lives. Yeah. He doesn't like to, you're not supposed to say his name, because he doesn't like to hear himself talked about. He's actually quite shy. He probably is about his name, how I am about having my picture taken. Fucking hate it. Really? Don't take my... Oh, my God. I hate seeing my my visage. <laughs> I don't like seeing pictures of myself. It makes me mad. And when I have to take pictures for a company, um, like for my last company, they were like, all right, so let's get a few like on the couch and then some up by the wall. And then just like a fun one where it was like, I don't know. Wait, were you a model for a, a sex agency? I don't like to talk about where okay, I work great. on the show. <laughs> all right. But yeah, I didn't know why they were photographing you on the couch. He'd put a pinky something. toe in that puss, <laughs> and he was able to tell your temperature. I know. I just. I know. I know Edith outside of this podcast. Okay, that, I didn't want to. I didn't want to drag. Okay, so I didn't mean to make it weirder than it it was. The you other have, thing, you have no idea. <laughs> the other thing that happens when we come back from break is that it shows the time, and it's like eight ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it looks like they're sleeping. It looks mm-hmm. like everything is closed. Like yeah. all the mm-hmm. lights are off. But they're no, they're just in the just in the dining room. Or no, the, in the family no, room. Family in room. The family room. And he is regaling them with tales of the grither. His ears get bigger every time you say his name. And his hearing gets better because of the bigger ears, right. which just makes him angrier that you're talking about him. And fucking Jimbo. He's like, oh, if we say Grither, Grither, grither can grither, hear grither, me. Grither, 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 Grither. Grither, Grither. Were you just doing a Yentl joke? Was No, I don't know. I oh, I thought you said Grither, can you hear me? And oh. I was like, <laughs> Grither, can you hear me? Grither. Also, can we please stop saying his name? Because I'm nervous. No. Please don't invite the Grither over to my house right now. Sorry, even though it might be a story. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, he starts telling them. <laughs> I'm so sorry. What happened? My mother has texted me. Is it too late to call you? I went to text her back to say, I'm recording a podcast right now. What I did was accidentally hit the record button, and I'm about to text back to my mother. Sorry, man on my face. <laughs> Send, 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 send. I would, I would send it. I mean, it's just me, and it's your Sorry. mom. But I would do it. Sorry, man, on my. <laughs> what would your mom do with that information? Except lose her mind. Like I just get some like like crying face emoji or something. She would call you immediately. Oh, you. She'd call you immediately. Yeah. Like, oh, mom, it's me. <laughs> oh, mom, <laughs> oh, mom, 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 and 40 seconds into it. Man on my face. Just pussy hole, man on my face. It's just Tourette's. It's just Tourette's every episode. Every episode, we dive deeper into depravity. Yeah. <laughs> Aim for the stars. End land up in, in the, the toilet. toilet. Yeah. That's the Jen Hansen promise. <sighs> it is at this point, finding out all this stuff about the Grither... That Steffa starts freaking out a little bit. She yeah. wants another story, you guys. I don't blame her. It's a, it's a scary story, and she's the youngest. Mm-hmm. And, and then so the Dad... shutters slam shut. Oh yeah, yeah. There was yeah, there was something something caused by a breeze, and the little girl's like, "It's the grither. We are all dead." And the way we should say the way that dad is telling this story and mom is chiming in at parts is very much and they did the actors did a great job with this it's like parents making up a story for their kid you're kind Mm -hmm. of finding these details as you go along yep 
but they keep looking at each other. Like they're storytelling, they're tag teaming this mm-hmm. pretty well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dad is describing the way the Grither looks. So he's got fists like basketballs. He's got arms like boa constrictors. He's not Bigfoot. He's nor not the Bigfoot, abominable nor the abominable snowman. snowman. Um, and he's called the Grither because he grabs you and grithers you in. I, I, do you guys actually know what grithering is? I've never heard. Is of, that an actual word? I'm going to look it up right now, but I don't think it's an actual word. I mean, it might be a word that was like around. In 1914? In like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that just kind of fell Eleanor out. Roosevelt taught me that word. <laughs> oh, and Eleanor well, Roosevelt. Well, taught, she taught Mrs. Claus the recipe for lasagna. I don't know if you guys remember that from oh, this that's episode. Right. But no, I think he actually learned the word grither from J.D. Rockefeller yeah. as he was floating by in a Zeppelin. <laughs> well, I declare this to be a grither-free zone. I'll was, grither you yet. He was, he was dropping silver dollars. <laughs> Uh, there is no uh, definition of a word grither. It is all related to this episode. Huh. Nice. So there was like four or five reply, or like four or five results, and that's it. Right. <laughs> Similar results. Results have been omitted. <laughs> yeah, there definitely weren't any DMCA uh, requests to have content taken down. So then they're talking about I don't. How did they get to the grither song? Um, well, that... he sings a song, is what the dad says. Oh, yeah. The... Yeah. And so he says that no one has ever seen the Grither. Mm-hmm. And the little kid's like, well, then how do you know about it? To which I would have just, I would have punched the kid right this in the mouth. This kid needed a lot of hits. Ooh, he did. But dad, dad's tired, you yeah. guys. Yeah, dad's. He's, he's ready dad's for gonna that. Need he's this ready kidney. for that big nap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. The mom corrects him and says, well, you didn't hear the song. Uncle Michael heard the song and taught it to you. Mm-hmm. And then the kids are like, well, well, I'm sorry, not the kids. The boy's like, well, let's hear it. So the this mom is, goes over to the piano and starts playing public domain. Oh, come yeah, all ye I, I wrote this is where mom and dad uh, improvise a song based on public domain music. Mm-hmm. And that's. Exactly what it is. But it works. For I am the Grither. Grither, Grither, Grither. And my favorite, my favorite is the Grither is greedy. The Grither is greedy. The Grither is greedy about one thing his name in In vain. vain. What? And and uh, the little girl says, uh, "That song didn't even rhyme." Yeah, <laughs> you made that up. Uh, m- and mom says, uh, "The monster songs never rhyme." Monster songs? Uh, they never rhyme. I have to. I have to go with the mom on on this one. That was what would shut it down. Though, I mean, all the kid would have to do is be like, well, what about the monster mash? I was just going to say, just, I was about to retort with fucked. a graveyard kids, smash. Those kids don't get to listen to the radio. No, those kids are, they're just going to shit on the monster mash. Yeah. Well, they were working at the lab one late one night. Yeah. Uh, hey, what was on the slab? <laughs> eh, anyway. Um, so, it, it, then dad the goes dad back to the description. That he's tall like a poplar. Uh, he's white like a map. Which I thought was kind of weird. And he has um, uh, and then veins in you his can hand. See the, yeah, you can see the veins uh, blue for fear and red, red for, for rage. rage. Also, he has wings because uh, his well, ears are so big now. Yeah, that he can use his ears so for fly. wings. Yeah. So I have to wonder if after he kills somebody, do his ears go back to normal? Or do his ears just would continue have to, to get his, his bigger ears kept and bigger getting bigger that until would be like he needs he needs like a semi trailer to haul those things around? No, I think they get smaller because that's why he's killing people because he needs to get relief. He need he wants to get his ears back to oh, normal. Oh yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, sure. yeah Jen's right. Sure, Jen's right. <laughs> um. So the kids are starting to get a little nervous. The little girl wants it. Yeah, to she stop. is. She is done. So, um, and they explain that um, the only way that the Grither won't come tonight is if uh, Dad finishes the Grither story. Yeah, because um, right around this time is when there's a phone call, and so Dad gets up, 
and goes to the other room to handle the phone call. And the kids are like, well, he needs he needs to finish because the mom keeps giving them like real time updates on where the grither is mm-hmm. yeah. in the United States. Oh, he's over our nation's capital. It's a real now. NORAD in her brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> real. Um, so they're like, we'll finish the story. And she says, huh? I didn't only start the, the story. Only the person who started the story can finish it. <clears throat> and, and now then the kids are sweating. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it cuts back to the dad on the phone. And, and he, he says, says, yep, we're all here. Act break. Act Ooh. break. Right there. Only from Atari. Made especially for systems from Atari. The video game that lets you help E.T. get home. Just in time for Christmas. Happy holidays from Atari. All right. And then I think. And we're back. Wow. What a shitty game. Oh, how many kids were so delighted to wake up to E.T. Christmas morning? Only, only to fall in a hole and never be able to get out. <laughs> oh, well, I'm just going to extend my neck. Oh, I got hit again. I fell. <laughs> no, I'm going to just extend my neck. Have you ever watched the playthrough of the guy who no. beats it? No. no. It's a three-minute game. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, once you literally know what to do, yeah. it takes three minutes, I think, God. to beat it. Oh, wow. Did you ever, did you listen to the um, the dollop about it? No. I they had oh god it was on like this American Life or, mm-hmm. or Planet Money or something like yeah. that. They had the guy who they hired and then they had yeah. like some of the executives and stuff talk about it. I feel really bad for the guy who made it because he did the best he could yeah, in yeah. the very short amount of time yep. they gave him. They were like a month. It was crazy. It was, it was crazy. It was it's a ridiculous. great story. Yeah, if you yeah. yeah, it's a great story. I'm sure lots of places to see it or mm-hmm. hear it. But anyway. Dad comes back out. Uh, kids are like, finish the story, finish the story. So he starts talking about how the Grither was born on a ship that was sailing in the Arctic. And the ship got, uh, like, what do they call it? It's not landlocked, but ship it got map. it got caught in between, like, glaciers or Two whatever. ice flows, yeah. Yeah, two, yeah so... They were trapped. They wouldn't be able to get out. So some people froze to death. Some people starved to death. And some people committed suicide. And this fear and... Rage. Rage is what the Grither was born from. hmm And so <clears throat> right around this time is when we hear banging on the front door. For I, I am the Grither. You shouldn't say my name. So the kids at this point freak. At, at least at least one Out. of them peed a little. Yeah. And the little girl does my favorite move, <laughs> which is Christmas she <laughs> she lodges herself behind the Christmas tree yep. and throws a present out. <laughs> Brilliant. Yep. That was I mean, she was the smartest of all of them. Yeah. Cuz the mom just sat there fucking doing her needle point or mm-hmm. whatever. The little kid sat there like an idiot, like an open mouth, mouth breathing idiot. And the dad, well, I mean, the dad knew what was going on. Um, but then the dad uh, was just waiting for the sweet embrace. embrace of the of death. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I have a theory about what happens because in walks a big, tall person and it, they're like in a very Dietrich fur coat. Oh, for real. Mm. Dependability. Ooh. <laughs> Just ropes of jizz. <laughs> Dietrich. Merry Christmas from the Dietrich family. So it's Uncle Michael. It's not the Grither. It's not the Grither. <laughs> Jokes on you, We're kids. We're all just fucking with you, kids. And then I have this moment where I'm like, is Uncle Michael a sex surrogate? <laughs> <laughs> they looked much more well-suited for each other. They did. They did. He's quote-unquote Uncle Michael, you think? Oh, for sure. Because uh, the dad looks relieved that Uncle Michael is <laughs> for there. For sure. Like, look, it's Christmas, and she down to 
fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and I am look in downstairs. It is an inhabitable zone. <laughs> Yeah, look, this is way before Viagra. Look, I've been with Edith Spence and <laughs> my stuff is broke. <laughs> yeah, Dad just wants Dad just wants to sleep. Look, I ain't like that girl is 33, I am 72. It's like a deflated balloon dog. What is he doing with her? Not pleasing her, I'll tell you that. He looks like and uh, an uncle uh Uncle Richard, Michael? Michael. Uncle, Uncle Michael. Michael. Uncle Michael looks like... Uh, Buck Wheat Straw. <laughs> <laughs> Biff Hardbody. He is Jack Hammerpuss. <laughs> it might as well be Richard Gere in American Gigolo. I know. He is like... He is he, tan. He, he might as well just be coming in pantless, dick swanging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he has had a facial in all means of the word. Yeah. He, he, his eyebrows are manicured. He is beautiful. He's beautiful. And Not that, like these fucking trolls of E.G. Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> so the kids are like, hey, you lied to us. And then... E.G. Marshall, the dad, goes, look, you kids don't believe in Santa. Because the Grithers, just like Santa, they're not real. You don't believe in them, or you don't believe in Santa, right? And the little kids are like, The Grither is no more real than Santa. Yes. Then, like a Christmas miracle, Tales from the Dark Side gives us the penultimate mysterious Mysterious wind. Yes. The door blows open. Uncle Michael basically gets Mary Poppin'd out of there. <laughs> and like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, this is like mysterious it, typhoon. It honestly, it reminded me of um, the scene in Superman 2 when um, Zod and the others yeah. are in Metropolis and they're just like blowing semis yes. over and yes. stuff. Yes, thousand percent. And then, and then uh, the little kid, Jimbo, he somehow fights against the wind as if wind shears through him. He's somehow denser than <laughs> than Uncle Michael. Yeah. Uncle Michael can't even get to the phone that's ringing. <laughs> because, of course, the phone is going to ring. Right. Somehow Jimbo fights the mysterious wind and closes the door. Yeah. And it's right around that time that two giant hands bust through the front windows. Mm-hmm. It's a really nicely staged mm-hmm. picture Yep, because the mom is standing up to one side, the dad is standing up on the other, and the hands bust through and plop on both of their, their heads. heads. Yeah. And it squeezes their heads and then breaks both their necks and then for some reason sits them back in their chairs. Yep. And, and then I write down, it's just a B-roll festival. Yeah. Because they're like, we still have 20 seconds left? So that's when Michael, or Uncle Michael comes back in and says, what happened? Who was that? And Jimbo starts to go, the... And the little girl says, don't say his name. And then it wasn't Santa Claus. Richard P. Rumitzin, George A. Romero, whoever the other producer is. Mm-hmm. Credits, great app, great app. I I remember making fun of this episode so much with you. Oh yeah, over the past 17, 18 years. Because really? Would, yeah. Oh yeah. Like this was oh, this was I a used, one. This is a one where we're like, well, I right. am See, the so I used to think that it was the Grimper. Me too. I remember. Yeah. I re- and I would just make fun of this so much because you know like i was i was telling you guys before we uh, we started recording that you know in 99 and 2000 i was i was much more about horror movies and horror tv shows should be scary Mm -hmm. and you know uh, an example of like a scary anthology would be living doll from Mm -hmm. twilight zone Mm -hmm. um or scary movies you know the Exorcist, mm-hmm. something, something along those lines. If something shows up and gives me like a C minus effort, fuck you. And so this to me 
in in that frame of mind was just this sucks. Everything should be scary or they shouldn't try. <clears throat> Unless it's Monster Squad, in which it's okay. Um so I, you know, I, I was just in the all or none type of um phase in my horror. So I made fun of it. Now I'm not quite so adamant that everything be one way or the other. So I like it a lot more now than I did then. Maybe it's also because I've seen enough episodes of this show to know that this was a pretty good episode. I was just going <laughs> to yeah. say that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, having, have, after having sat through Dreamgirl, man, this is... No, this, this, is this should have been nominated yeah. for an Emmy, man. This. Yeesh. So let's go to the writer's room, and would we change anything? Um, so why did the Grither <clears throat> kill the parents and not the kids? Because um, the parents were talking about him. Or well, maybe maybe because the they're story? the ones who didn't finish the story. Yeah. They never they never said the actual consequences. <coughs> See, I would have loved if the kids died. <laughs> and the Matt reason- Noss, future father. <laughs> I would have I, I mean, if if they were going to kill people, they should have killed the whole family. I I wonder if like an original version had the kids dying and they decided like mm, that's too big they couldn't for do Christmas. it yeah they couldn't do it for a Christmas show or at all I don't so yeah. here's here's something show. that they could have done they could have actually killed the whole family and left Uncle Michael alive again mm. because supposedly he lived through it before right that could have been that could have been an interesting way to show maybe the parents weren't lying after all. See, I would have loved I would have loved something like that or if they would have done the cousin Michael thing, if they had more time, mm-hmm. do the cousin Michael thing, he leaves for the night and then they realize, "Oh shit, the grither is here." Mm-hmm. And then the father tries to finish, finish the, the story. story. Yeah. And then you think he finishes it and then the Oh Hands yeah! Come through the door, and then it's and then maybe it's the next day, and uh, cousin Michael comes back. I don't know, but it, I would have just taken I would have just taken the hands coming through the windows, and credits. Yeah, it would have been. Um, I like the idea of Dad finishing the story very quickly, and whew, everything's okay, like having that beat, and then the hands coming through and killing everybody anyway. Yeah, they- I mean. Unless we wanted to just take the essence of the story and make it a siege where it's just them trying to fend off the grither the entire episode. But that's that's not yeah, this a show. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I would have loved broken glass, hands, hands, body, 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 body. Right. <laughs> that would have been... Uh, just whack-a-mole. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just four dead bodies. And then four... I am the, the grither. <laughs> But, I mean, really, they didn't need to change anything. It was fine. Yeah, it was fine the way it was. Give us a sweet scale, Jen. Uh, How many um, Dietrich fur coats would you give this episode? I'd give it eight. I'd give it nine, yeah. I'd give it nine. Wow. Yeah. This is a a must-watch. Must-watch. For me, yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we all agreed in the beginning that this was a must-watch. Okay, cool. Just making sure. Mm Mm-hmm. You can get in contact with us on Facebook or Instagram at T from the Dark Side, on the old Twitter at TFTDS Pod, or send us an email at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. We hope you have a great holiday season, a season of belief. A season of belief, guys. Um, am I forgetting anything? Try to enjoy your Christmas. Try to enjoy your Krimbus. Try to enjoy your Krimbus. Don't get caught by Krampus. Don't get caught by the Grith. <laughs> Try to enjoy the Try daylight. To enjoy the daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side. And on Twitter at 
TFTDS pod. Email us at tfromthedarkside at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.